The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living right here on voiceamerica.com. It's an honor and pleasure to be with you. Remember, this program shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions and make your dreams come true. If you're listening on Monday, July 13th, live between 2 and 3 p.m. and 11 and noon Pacific and 2 and 3 p.m. Eastern, call us at 866-472-5787. We're talking about... Obesity. We're talking about childhood obesity today. And my guest is award-winning author Dr. Will Clower, who applies his neuroscience knowledge to explain how the Mediterranean culture can enjoy their rich, healthy foods and still be thinner than us with healthy hearts and longer lives. After earning his Ph.D. in neuroscience, Dr. Clower went to France for two years to do research on the brain and found the French fascinating. And he studied the cultural habits of these thin, healthy people and intrigued him to write his highly praised cultural comparison, The Fat Fallacy. He's been on ABC's The View, uh, CBS's News Up to the Minute. He's been on New York Times and many, many others. Welcome, Dr. Clower. Hi, how are you? Good. Tell us about, um, in your book, The Fat Fallacy, is this dedicated mostly to childhood obesity or, for, or people who are obese in general? Um, it's, it's dedicated to, um, so those are, those are two very specific things, and the answer is yes and yes. But a broader umbrella is um, uh, people who struggle with their weight at all, which obviously leads to overweight and obesity in adults and in children. So it's, um, it's actually a broader umbrella than, than those two, but includes them. Okay. All right. So in your book, you talk about the French diet, and one of the things I think that has always intrigued me and many others is why the French, particularly, who often eat rich, rich pastries, heavy cream, their pastries are laden in sugar, uh, and their pastries are all over everywhere, um, these people are not heavy. That's right. Their obesity rate is around 12 now, and the, they live longer than us, men and women, and have about three times fewer heart attacks, incidents. How can you eat those pastries and do that well? I know, I know. It's a mess, and people are very confused. How they do that is that um, they, first of all, there's two things. There's what you eat and how you eat it. In the what-to-eat category, they eat everything they want, but everything they, they choose is a real food. When we look at our USDA food pyramid, everything on there is a real food. So you, you look at our recommendations, and it's, um, it looks great, but in practice, what Americans eat is laden with uh, preservatives and stabilizers and chemicals that, honestly, 
Patricia, give your food the shelf life of steel-belted radials. All of those things are terrible for you. Do you know that Americans eat about 28 pounds of sugar per person per year? Mm, that's but a lot. 70% of that, 70, comes from processed food products. The French, for example, eat, the, the things that they eat are all real food. Mm-hmm. There's no additive sugars. There's no, uh, they just don't eat, have that consumption pattern like we do. And so one of the reasons why they can eat real food and not be overweight is because the food they do eat doesn't have the, the synthetics in it. Mm-hmm. Although they are eating real sugar, correct? Oh, sure. Absolutely. But the, the amount, again, 70% much smaller. of our sugar consumption is processed food products. So they're getting no high fructose corn syrup in their Pop-Tarts, in their Jolly Ranchers, in their milkshake, mm-hmm. in their uh, fruit roll-ups, in the, the thousands of things that we, we consume. Even their pastries are all real. And what I have, I have to say this, you know, even with their pastries, like the, um, when I lived there, the, uh, the framboise, the, the, uh, croissants, all the, all the things that I would consume, in, in terms of its, um, the, how they put it together, it's a little, uh, it has a little bit more butter per sugar than ours does. Mm-hmm. When I taste ours, ours are sweeter than they are rich, because we're afraid of fat. Yes. And theirs are richer than they are sweet. And the the upshot of that is that when you eat theirs, you're sated. And so they tend to consume lower volumes of richer foods. And we consume Mm -hmm. higher volumes. It fills them. It fills them more. Exactly. That's exactly Mm -hmm. right. And so you ask me, how can they do what they do? Well, one of the reasons why is exactly that, that they trade off high quality for high quantity eating. And in our culture, we're, oh, my gosh, go to a restaurant. You know, <laughs> you order something normal, and it comes out at you in a trough, and, and people eat the whole thing because, for us, it's about the volume. Mm-hmm. Bigger is better quality. Now, you talk quality. not just about the French. Your, your, your book and your work is about the Mediterranean diet and Mediterranean eating. Yeah. What do you mean by the Mediterranean approach? It is... Um, you know what? It's not about eating Greek food. It's not about eating Spanish food or Italian food. It's about applying general principles that the people within that region, including France, including Italy, including Spain, including Greece, for example, eat. You know, the, the principles that they apply, that's what's important because those are things that we can apply even though we don't live in their culture and have their lifestyle. You know, uh, principles like eat food. If it ain't food, don't eat it. There are other principles that are just as important and uh, that people in that region apply. For example, return to the family table. That's a principle. And when we teach individuals and and people in corporations how to eat, that's one of the the bedrock factors, you know, return to the family table. I'm just writing another article for this magazine on the, the health in the heart and how eating together with the people you love in your life yeah. has yeah, a it's, physiological it's consequence. It's a celebration. I, I, I had interviewed someone who lived in Italy for years, and he said they would never consider standing up over the kitchen counter to eat you or snacking in between meals. They don't do that there. Right. They don't even have drink holders in their cars. It's, it's just it's 
Yeah, it's a, there's a special, it's a celebration, isn't it? It's a celebration of life. And also, doesn't it have to do with how quickly they eat? Don't we as Americans kind of wolf our food down? Oh, gobble. <laughs> we absolutely gobble. And watch people, Patricia, watch them in the, like, especially watch them in the car. If yeah. you watch people in the car when they eat, it's amazing, man, because they've got that burrito in one hand. And they're at the stoplight, and they know they got to go pretty soon. And so they're like pushing, the, you know, they're, they stuff their mouths and they eat very, very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And the physiology behind that is that you essentially coach your body to expect more food in the long term yeah. by over-consuming at each meal, at each mm-hmm. meal, at each meal. Mm-hmm. And so the long-term effect of that physically in terms of the size of your stomach um, neurochemically and psychologically is that the amount your body asks for increases. That's why when you go to these restaurants and you see monster portions and people eat it all, yeah, it's absolutely normal for them. They eat much smaller portions. Oh, absolutely. And no one is deprived. They eat all they want. They just want less. Mm-hmm. And that brings me back to your very first question, and that is, uh, how can they do what they, they're doing? The second part comes back to this point, Patricia, and it's so important. It's, it's, you know what it's like? It's kind of like wine. We know, we know now that one to two per day is good for your heart, right? That's glasses, not bottles. Two, you know, two glasses per day is good for your heart. Two bottles a day will kill your liver. Yeah. It's yeah. bad for you. So the question is, is wine good for you or is wine bad for you? And the answer is, Neither, when you're not a part of that equation. It's all about moderation, isn't it? Correct. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're talking to Dr. Will Clower, who is an award-winning author. He applies his neuroscience and knowledge to explain how the Mediterranean culture can enjoy their rich, healthy foods and still be thinner than us with healthy hearts and longer lives. His new book is The Fat Fallacy. Call us after the break, 866-472-5787. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guests jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america hey dad what i can't get the ketchup bottle open Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. 
You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt U.S. Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. We have a great show for you today. We're talking about food. We're talking about eating well, being healthy, and, uh, and modeling after the Mediterranean approach. My guest is Dr. Will Clower, Ph.D., who is an award-winning author. He applies his neuroscience knowledge to explain how the Mediterranean culture can enjoy their rich, healthy foods and still be thinner than us with healthy hearts and longer lives. After earning his neuroscience Ph.D. degree, Dr. Clower went to France for two years to do research on the brain but found the French fascinating and their cultural habits of these thin, healthy people intrigued him enough to write his new book, The Fat Fallacy. Welcome back, Dr. Clower. Thanks. Hi. Is there a, uh, what's the subtitle to your book? Uh, the Fat Fallacy, Applying the American, the French Diet to the American Lifestyle. Okay, and that's exactly what we're doing here. Now, you have um, an eight-week program that you help people with, and people work right. with this program. Let's talk about what's in the program and what people do. Okay, so... First of all, the um, the content is how to apply the American uh, the the French diet, the Mediterranean diet, to the American lifestyle. Um, the the delivery model is via webcast, so you would uh, log on, and I'm there with you, and we're teaching you each week um, the different facets of this program. So in week one, for example, we talk about what to eat, and in the what to eat category, one of the things we have to do is define what a real food is. It's, it's so confusing for us because mm-hmm. you go to a grocery store and there's a, the things that, are, that have the little heart on them are often laden with, with artificial ingredients and preservatives and stabilizers and all the rest. And, and while one person, one expert will say eat low carb, the other one will say eat low fat, somebody else will say don't bother, it's, it's a mess for us because we don't know what to do. And so what we do in week one is to apply the principles of eating real food again. And what does that mean? Really, in the real world, at a normal grocery store, you don't have to buy all organic. You don't have to grow all your own food. You just have to know what to look for. So, for example, when you're in the grocery store, and what you need to look for are the ingredients on the back mm-hmm. of the box. If, there's, if the things in there are, um, uh, <laughs> here's our rule, Patricia, basically. If the ingredients have ever been alive, if they've ever had a mama or a daddy, if they're a part of the food chain, if, if, if it won't come up on your spell checker, mm-hmm. not a, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's a very common sense thing. I work with children, 6th to 8th graders in New York City, and um, there's a group that, that has taken this program and applied it for kids, and um, children have a very intuitive sense of what's the food and what's not, but after years and years and years of advertising and having advertising thrown at us, we mm-hmm. get confused. And so people will eat um, 
I don't know, sugar pops because it's got a check on the box. Like, that's a healthy food. Or they'll, they'll eat um, blueberry Pop-Tarts because it's got a picture of a blueberry, and we know blueberries are good for you. You know, mm-hmm. we get very confused at what's a yeah. food and what's not. Well, it doesn't, but we're also given mixed messages of high carbs and low carbs and high fat exactly. and low fat. You know, and, and with a lot of experts that are giving us conflicting information, Will, so how do we really know? Exactly. So listen. The number one problem I run into whenever I talk around the country is that problem. I got two boxes of cereal in my hand. I don't know which one to put in my basket. Yeah. I don't know what to eat anymore. Yeah. In healthy cultures, they don't have that problem. And the reason why they don't have that problem, and this is important, the reason why they don't have that problem is because the source of knowledge that they rely on to know what to eat comes from a different place than ours. Ours comes from the lab. That's why... It's butter, no butter. It's uh, nuts, no nuts. It's fish, no fish. It's, it, the advice changes all the time. For them, in healthy cultures, how do you know what to eat? Mm. That knowledge comes from history, culture, and tradition. Can you imagine? No, just take a step back. Can you imagine, in your wildest dreams, some Italian person giving up their pasta because a study came out about carbs? No. You know, it's not going to happen. The French, again, healthy, thin, less heart disease, are not going to give up their cheese because some study came out about fat. Mm-hmm. Because the source of knowledge that they rely on came, comes from their tradition, their, their, their culture. And the proof in terms of, you know, how they feel. Exactly. And are they staying healthy? And are they getting sick? That's it's the proof. A, it's a very real-world practical application, whereas ours is uh, very theoretical out of the lab. Mm-hmm. Our USDA food pyramid, mm-hmm. that's not a reflection of what we eat. Yeah. That's a reflection of what a bunch of scientists thought should work in principle. So what are some of the foods, Will, that they're eating that are very healthy for them? I know I can think of olive oil for one. Um, in their meat selection, for example, they famously eat, uh, they lean on fish and chicken and then pork, and then beef. As a matter of fact, in their food pyramid that Harvard and Old Ways put together, which is a reflection of what they're doing, at the tip-tip top of theirs is not oils. It's red meat. Mm. Which which in our country, so many people are, you know, moving away from. Finally, and that's great. I think it's great. And you know what? There is nothing at all wrong with uh, red meat. What's wrong with with it is the volume and the frequency that you have it. Well, also, too, isn't, uh, can it be fatty? I mean, aren't some red meats much leaner than others? They are. You know, it's funny, Patricia, I read this recent um, a study that was looking at the trans fat consumption and um, the effects of that consumption as a function of its source. So if the trans fats that you eat come from hydrogenated oils, for example, the those types of synthetics, then uh, it tends to raise your LDL markedly. If the trans fats, the source of the trans fats is largely from something like uh, red meat, then it doesn't. There was a huge difference between the effect on your LDLs, your bad cholesterol, based on whether it was from a natural or artificial source. Now, there's many reasons to avoid red meat, but we shouldn't be... Uh, one of the reasons why we're freaked out about it, frankly is because of this theoretical approach. Oh, I see. 
Trans fats are bad. They have trans fats, so we should avoid them. You know, rather than saying um, uh, the, the eat real food, if you have that as your your um, your rule, then suddenly it, it becomes obvious that you don't eat hydrogenated oils and eating uh, a so really what, you're, what I'm hearing you say is that in the Mediterranean approach, everything is really quite pure. There, is no, there are no preservatives. There's no trans fatty acids. It's really, you know, food from the earth, no matter what they're eating. And so that's what makes the difference. Yes, and that they control volume. Like I was saying with the wine. Oh, absolutely. If you have two it's glasses, it's good for you. You'll live ten extra years, ten happy, happy years with wine. But if you have two bottles a day, it'll kill you. There is no food on this planet that you can't overconsume and make it bad for you. If you mm-hmm. eat too much bread and you gain weight, that's not about the bread, is it? Mm-hmm. If you eat too many eggs and, and clog your arteries, that's right. not about the eggs. Mm-hmm. It's about you. In our culture, we have a PR problem, and that stands for personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. So we have a few minutes left till break. So when yes. people take this course with you, and you said it's it's a teleseminar, right, or it's, it's on yes. the web. Yes, it's a webcast. Okay. Um, you talk, certainly you talk about what the food is. You talk about the diet itself or the, the program. You talk about um, stress-induced overconsumption, meaning, you know, how do you work with people who are eating because they're stressed? Address that for us. So, um, stress-induced no. overconsumption is a huge issue for us. And so, one of the things, we, we have several strategies for individuals. And uh, number one is to stop before you start. When you sit down to eat, oftentimes people run in their lives from task to task to task at 100 miles an hour and then sit down and eat or eat on their feet on the run. If you eat in that manner, you will consume very quickly. If you consume quickly, then you'll overrun the signal that says I'm full and you'll train your body to overconsume. That's the cascade. A solution to that is to have them sit down, relax, and impose relaxation period. Ten minutes. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and one of the three. things you talk about in your points is, you know, control speed eating. And that's part of this. You know, master Absolutely. that. You know, uh, remember to really chew and to slow down. That will also help with your stress. Yeah, exactly. That's exa- And it, each of those feeds each other. When you take your time with your food, by how you eat, by how you pace yourself, by how you use your fork, then it relaxes you at the table so you don't tend to do that. Mm-hmm. So you get into a, a, uh, a feedback cycle that relaxes you as you eat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there are a couple of other things I want to talk about when we come back from the break, like like find the food condoms. We'll tell people what that is. And <laughs> right, go for okay. the glow, all of those iridescent foods that, that look like they come from, you know, out of outer space. Yes, we'll talk right. about all that when we come back. My guest right. today is Dr. Will Clower. His book is The Fat Fallacy, Applying the French Diet to the American Lifestyle. He's an award-winning author. He applies his neuroscience knowledge to explain how the Mediterranean culture can enjoy their rich, healthy foods and be thinner than us with healthier hearts and longer lives. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned, folks. There's plenty more. We'll be right back. 
Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are, or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, it's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everyone. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin right here on voiceamerica.com. We've got such a great show for you today. We're talking about food, but from a wonderfully positive, exciting venue. We're talking about the Mediterranean culture and what we can learn from them. My guest is award-winning author Dr. Will Clower, and his book is The Fat Fallacy. Applying the French Diet to the American Lifestyle. Dr. Clower has a Ph.D. in neuroscience. He applies his knowledge to explain how the Mediterranean culture can enjoy the rich, healthy foods and still be thinner than us with healthy hearts and longer lives. He's been on many major talk shows and publications. Welcome back, Dr. Clower. Okay, what is this? This is kind of interesting. What is this about we should find the food condoms? It's funny. It's uh, I know. Um, when you are out, when you're in some convenience store, and we live in America, right? This is going to happen, and you need to know you're on the road. What do I choose? What's a real food and what's not? Um, the things that are in the food condoms are the are the little muffins and whatnot that are in plastic. Oh yeah. Those things, uh, they have no. Sh- I mean, they'll last forever. It's like a Twinkie. It never goes bad. If listen. If bacteria won't even eat it, that's like clue number one. It's not a food. 
So when you when you see these uh, little food condoms in the in the little coffee shop or wherever you are, avoid those. Those are things that you don't want because because they have enough preservatives to choke a horse, basically, and and it's something that we should avoid. And it's certainly not something that healthy Mediterranean people do. Absolutely. All right, so another one in here that I love, go for the grow. Focus on foods that look like they come from outer space, that day glow pink, neon orange, the nuclear yellow marshmallow peeps. <laughs> Have you ever seen those? It's amazing. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. You know, if, I mean, If it's yeah. neon and it's not a tropical fish, it's not... Well, and it planet. doesn't look natural. I mean, you know, hot pink. I haven't seen hot pink foods that are natural. No, it's like <laughs> it goes with the Barbie set, but it doesn't yeah. go with dinner. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. all, so... It's a real simple rule for us to think about what is a food and what is not a food because we are so confused. And if, if it's something that doesn't look natural, normal, then, then don't eat it. And please, please don't let your kids eat it because they develop a taste for those kinds of, mm. of items. Mm. You know, um, it's interesting. Well, parents who bring up their children without sugar... It's so yeah. amazing because then the kids immediately have an aversion to it. They can't take it. So it's, it's like it's what, it's what we get used to, isn't it? That's exactly right. And there's an empowerment in that, uh, Patricia. And the empowerment is that you and I can control our, we can control our cravings. We can. People will say to me when I'm in front of them, they'll say, you know, I eat sweets because I have a sweet tooth. But in fact, they have a sweet tooth because they eat sweets. And you can change that level. You can change your basic physiology to crave sweets or to not crave sweets, mm-hmm. depending on your behavior. Depending no, on no, I have to tell pattern. you, I was always a, a real sweet craver, and I still love them. But having changed my program and my diet and some of my supplements, yeah. I just don't crave it as much anymore. I mean, I don't have to. You know, before it was like, you have to have it. And right. now it's like, well, that's nice. So you can change at any age, can't you? That's exactly right. And if you want to be uh, somebody who doesn't crave sweets, you can do that. You actually can. So that, so that it's just not there for you. Well, and also fruits. I mean, fruits are very sweet, and the Europeans love fruit. That's right. And oftentimes, that's the dessert is a plum cut up or, mm-hmm. you know, a, an apple cut up. Yeah. And and. It's Absolutely. I, I remember I, when I was in, in Spain and, and the food was just so amazing there, but I remember that and I remember how you would see dishes, these oblong dishes with lots of oil and then you'd see unusual fish or unusual vegetables, you know, all different kinds of things, very fresh, but usually in lots of olive oil. Right. Olive oil is, is a fabulous oil and it's got like 200 phytonutrients in it. it, it you know, it's it's excellent, and it's something that we should include on everything that we, you know, as, as many things as we can. I mean, obviously, if, if you're making muffins or if you're making cornbread, I am from Alabama, you know, if, if, if you do make something like that, mm-hmm. you would use a standard vegetable oil, but every chance you can, you should use olive oil because it's got so many things that are good for you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, having said all of this, activity level plays a role too, doesn't it? Absolutely. Do Europeans exercise more than we do or no? No, 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 much less. Much less. Really? So there's a difference, though, and this is, a, this is an important distinction. 
Um, so, for example, I lived in Lyon, second largest city, like the Chicago of France. In Lyon, you can find a gym. You really can. You can find a gym, but you're going to burn some calories doing it because they are not there. They don't do that. They don't go to the gym. They don't carry a bag. They don't smell like a sock. You know, they don't have to wash their hair twice in a day. But what they do do is they get outside and they move. What they don't do is they don't watch four point, what is it now, two, five hours of television per day. Mm. Person. Mm. That's not even screen time. Mm. They get up and they move. And so something that we're doing now, which is catching up to them, I think, is, is to say, look, you don't have to be an exerciser. You don't have to get the treadmill. You don't have to do that stuff. But you just have to move at least 30 minutes per day. And that doesn't even have to be contiguous. You can do it in little 10-minute, 10-minute, 10-minute tranches. That's kind of what they do. They just move more. And you don't have to kill yourself. Do, and this is what I'll tell people. You need to find what you love and do that. Because that way, you're not going to hurt yourself. You're not going to feel bad because you can't follow through on it. You're going to do something you love. Dance. Dance. Dancing is a beautiful activity. Um, garden. Walk with your friends. There's a million things that we can do. Get on a, a mm. dragon boating do what you team or doing. whatever. You know? Do what you enjoy doing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then do that as, as a way to, as your activity program. Mm-hmm. When you work with people in your path curriculum, and, and that's something that you have really designed, and you bring it to corporate wellness environments and medical centers and academic institutions, um, in the path curriculum, what's the first thing that you tell people to do? Is it eat less? Is it change the kinds of food you eat? What's the basic core curriculum in path? Well, the, the, the core curriculum starts with number, uh, week number one, as we, we talked about in the last segment, right. and that is what to eat. The middle portion of it is the most important part, I have to say. It's easy for Americans to change their food selection. That's easy. The harder part is to change how they eat. And so we work, um, something we do that's unique, I think, and, and different from most other approaches, is that we apply an operant conditioning. We train people how to eat at the fork. There's a rhythm of eating that we cover mm. so that you control your uh, bite size, you control your portions, you control your rate so that you, you don't overrun the satiety signal. And, and so we have three weeks of that. And once you learn the new, and this is why it's important, once you learn the new behavior, mm-hmm. then it becomes part of your hand. It's habitual. And so it's expressed without you having to remember anything. Why do diets fail? They fail because you can keep up with how many carbs were in your mashed potatoes for about three weeks, and then you're just, like, overwhelmed by the world, and you can't do it, and you're tired of the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so, and so making, changing your um, behavior set and making it you have you do. think something that you said in the beginning is don't focus so much on the food. Focus on being with the people and enjoying them and letting them be some of your food in a sense. That's exactly right. That, that's exactly right. It's, um, you know, we, we've kind of lost that. Now, uh, I'm just reading this article now about only half of Americans eat at the family table uh, three to, to five times per week. That's it. Mm. it it's, it's, you know, we've become very fractured. And one of the reasons for that is that as a culture, 
we, um, we, we treat food as an errand. We, we think about it like putting gas in your car. Yeah. Oh, I just got to whip through here. I'll put something yeah. in and go on my way. When, in fact, your physiology is set up for you to relax around your food. Your physiology will go into something called a parasympathetic system, which is uh, the, the opposite of a sympathetic system, which is fight or flight. When you're up, when you're moving, when you're active, when you're running, when you're, in, when you're rushing, you're in sympathetic mode, which is fight or flight. When you're in that mode, your body doesn't digest your food well. I've had three doctors, Patricia, come up to me and say, you know why Americans have gastric reflux more than anybody else on the planet? Mm-hmm. And we do. Because we don't give ourselves a chance to digest our food because we feel like we've got to run and run and run and run. Mm-hmm. That kind of behavior, that kind of activity, creates gastric reflux. One of the main things we see is that gastric reflux goes away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I, again, it's the stress. I mean, the stress has, it plays a big part of it and the way we're eating. That's right. And people will say, I can't, you know, I, I just can't make time for dinner. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. I just can't. I mean, it doesn't work in my schedule. But that's the decision. That's the decision you make. I mean, mm-hmm. if I'm, I'm interacting with um, uh, the editor-in-chief at Oprah around several things. It's very, very exciting for me. And if that woman called and said, I'd like to talk to you tomorrow at 2, you know what? I would be there because that, that would be a huge priority for me, right? Mm-hmm. The same thing should be true for the people you love in your life, yeah. your family, the people that, that are, you know, this is a communion of the people that are, that are in your family, and it should be seen as that important. And so I want you to do this. Patricia, I'm going yes. to give you my home phone number, and I want you to call me at 730 at night. Mm-hmm. You know what? I am not answering the phone mm-hmm. because I'm eating. You know? Mm-hmm. That's what the answer machine is mm-hmm. for. Yeah, it's priorities. It's, it's really it about priorities. Is. And what are your it values and what are your is. goals? That's right. So, all right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are going to talk more to Dr. Will Clower about his book, and uh, which is very interesting. It, it's, it's called The Fat Fallacy, and it's about the, uh, um, the French diet and how that really helps us uh, to eat well, The Fat Fallacy, Applying the French Diet to the American Lifestyle. Dr. Clower is the founder of the PATH curriculum, and with humor and clarity, he simplifies the complexities of healthy eating, boiling complicated ideas into easily digestible bites. Both Dr. Clower's culture of health and PATH programs make the lives of a healthy American Mediterranean lifestyle, lose weight, and healthy hearts and longer lives accessible to Americans. Log on to Will Clower. Um, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin, and there's still time to call in after the break at 866-472-5787. So stay tuned. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin with Dr. Will Clower. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to put the pep back in your step, Chad Lafferty's has just what you're looking for. Dance is life. Life is dance. It's only about dance. It's about moving through life with style, gaining awareness of the never-ending, ever-flowing movement that accompanies all of life's activities. Dance is life. Life is dance. Broadcast every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Radio Network. Be sure to tune in and tap into the limitless healing that dance can provide. Can't stop now. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh, uh, there you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Son, we got to talk about drinking. Uh, I know. I don't want you touching alcohol till you're old enough. Yeah, I, I know, Dad. It's not a big deal. Don't, yeah, I know me, okay? And it is a big deal. Underage drinking is just stupid. Yeah, well, why'd you do it? Look, I did it because we didn't know what we know now. Alcohol affects kids differently, okay? When kids drink, it's more dangerous. And you're my kid. And just because they drink doesn't mean you have to. I, I know. I know. Look, son, I'm trying to help. I've seen what it does. I mean, you may think you can handle it, but when you drink, it screws up your judgment. Listen to me. This is real. I, I know, okay? I know. Teenagers know everything. So talk about underage drinking before they know it all. Before they're teens. Start talking before they start drinking. And keep talking. To learn more about the dangers of underage drinking and what to say to your kids, go to StopAlcoholAbuse.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin right here on VoiceAmerica.com. I have a great guest for you today. We're talking about nutrition, and we're talking about the Mediterranean diet and program. And my guest is Dr. Will Clower, who is the author of The Fat Fallacy, Applying the French Diet to the American Lifestyle, and he's founder of The Path Curriculum. And he's also a neuroscientist, and he applies his neuroscience knowledge to explain how the Mediterranean culture can enjoy their rich, healthy foods and still be thinner than us with healthy hearts and longer lives. Welcome back, Dr. Clower. Thanks. Okay. What else do you want to tell us about your program that you help people to adapt to the Mediterranean style? Well, I, you know, I, um, I apply this. It's largely behavioral. And what I find is that people... People will jump on because they want to eat clean, because they want to eat healthier. They'll, they'll jump on because they feel like this is intuitively a correct way to eat. And it's almost like a feel-good thing for them. They don't come on because they have diabetes. They don't come on because they um, have high cholesterol. They come on for other reasons. But the upshot and the data are that the 
people who go through our programs drop their cholesterol. That what we see is the control of glucose, the control of even in um, uh, uncontrolled diabetics. Um, we've worked with folks in some of our corporate clients, like Alcoa, for example, who have been absolutely uncontrolled in their diabetes. Uh, one woman had an average of 300, you know, just awful, uh, and doing everything her endocrinologist said, couldn't get it under control, and started eating clean, taking her time, uh, eating with her family, and she's now under 100. Her glucose is under 100, plus or minus mm. And more importantly, Patricia, that was, when we finished that program, was about a year and a half ago, and she's still solid. And the reason she is is because she learned the healthy eating behaviors that become who she is. She doesn't mm-hmm. eat anymore. This is not a culture of dependence. It's not a relationship of dependence. It's a relationship of independence. And so uh, I guess the bottom line is that there are exceptional physiological consequences of learning to love your food again, of eating clean and, and um, learning to eat well, because it all sounds all touchy-feely. It sounds uh, warm and fuzzy, blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is what we're showing are um, physiological outcomes that are very, very, very beneficial. Mm-hmm. We're, just start, we're just starting to do some work with the uh, McGee Women's Hospital here. Uh, we're, we're planning um, a, a study with, with uh, menopausal women to look at the belly fat increases. Yes. I have friends who are menopausal and are really gaining weight and they're not eating more. Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. And we just finished up a, a study with um, the Diabetes Research Institute in Miami doing this program, and what we find is uh, the control of hypertension, uh, hyperglycemia, in their patient population. So it's funny because I do. I talk in general terms in principles that you can apply, and when people hear it, it because I'm not talking in uh, very clinical ease, language, they tend to join for other reasons. And then once they're in, they find that their irritable bowel syndrome has gone away or their gastric reflex has gone away, reflex has gone away or their doctor has told them, I don't need you to take your hypertensive medicine anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. All right. So, well, we've got, we've got a few minutes left till the end of the show. So, what is it that you want our listeners to know? People are listening to this about the Mediterranean diet, and they're still afraid of the high fat and the olive oil and the butter. And um, Give our, our listeners some closing thoughts and some good tips. So, if you're afraid, I mean, uh, the reason you're afraid is because you've been coached to be afraid of um, a pat of butter on your broccoli. You've been coached to be afraid of, uh, alternatively, fats, or carbs. There are people who've done the low-fat diet and gained weight anyway, and done the low-carb diet and gained weight anyway, and mm-hmm. cycle back and forth. We can gain weight on any diet. All of those diets come from wonderful theories about how your body should work in principle. Other people, other cultures, I mean, like in France, there's 60 million people, and nobody's on a diet. Listen. Do what they do, you'll get their results. And you don't have to hope that that theory 
turns out to be true because you can see it with your own eyes. Mm-hmm. 60 million people, 12% obesity rate, and uh, they have less heart, less heart disease, and they live longer than us. Do what mm-hmm. healthy people do, and you get their results. That's a really important principle, and it gives you a degree of confidence that, that you know the, uh, the, what you're trying is something that actually does work and not something that you hope will eventually work someday, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. What, what All right, well, we'll, um, we'll tell people how they can find you and work with you. Absolutely. Um, you can get in touch with me on my website, which is willclower.com, and that's W-I-L-L-C-L-O-W-E-R.com. And if you have any questions at all about what this is and how this works and how we can work together, then just get in touch with, with me. That's info at willclower.com, and we will be, we'll have an email in your lap next day. Thank you so much for being on the program. You it's been really, it's been terrific. Dr. Will Clower, you can log on to info at willclower.com, C-L-O-W-E-R. He's the author of the book, It's About the Fat Fallacy, and that's the name of the book, The Fat Fallacy. And the subtitle is How, um, tell us the sub, oh, here we go. Applying the French Diet to the American Lifestyle. He's founder of the pet. The Path Curriculum. So, uh, really log on to that website. Folks, we've come to the close of Positive Living. Um, remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin, and have a great Monday and a great week. Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 